bleed green? Are you an ultimate Eagles football fan? Well, you're in the right place. Well, you're in the right place. This is Birds 365. Hosted by the new Mac and Mac, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. Here we go, here we go! Who collectively have covered and talked about more than 50-plus years of Eagles football. Kick off your day with Birds 365. You'll get debate. We love to argue. You'll get the real story from inside the locker room. And you'll hear from some of the great football minds from around the region. You're about to become an Eagles insider. Get in the game. Join Jody Mack and Johnny Mack and join the football community that flocks to Birds 365. Birds 365 starts right now. Welcome to the NFL. Let's go! Let's go! Go! And a good Wednesday morning, football fans. Thanks for getting up and on with us here on Birds 365. You got your Mac and Mac guys, Jody McDonald and John McMullen. And John, after a day of uh, well wishes and good thoughts and prayers, seems to be some good news from uh, Cincinnati with uh, the recovery of uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um, and that has certainly brought the National Football League to a halt with what transpired on the field just 30 some odd hours ago in Cincinnati. It's, it's absolutely grabbed everyone's attention and everyone is thinking about it and, and sending prayers that way. And it has had a uh, serious effect on the national football league and understandably. So uh, for those just getting up streaming in and, and hearing us uh, to start your day, um, yesterday, one of uh, Hamlin's relatives uh, spoke to the media and said that his oxygen intake is down from 100% to 50%. So he's breathing uh, more on his own. He is still intubated and, and still um, not 100% with it. But a very good sign, first really good sign we've had since the incident on, on Monday Night Football. And I, I think that has eased some tension around the National Football League. Yeah, a little bit. And and I think, you know, there was, hey, you know, even on the field, as scary as it was, the fact that his heartbeat was restored was a, a testament. That was the first good sign. I mean, that you got to get to people who suffer those types of cardiac events very, very quickly. And the fact that it was restored as quickly as it was, was uh, the first good sign. And then you know, talking to a couple cardiologists the last few days, which is something you never want to do, uh, but you got to do as much research as possible. This is typical of, of these types of events. And um, they want to put you in that medically induced state to, so the body can heal. So all of this is positive news. And, and I think, you know, so many people want immediate immediacy and and hope it's kind of not how it works so this is this is all good news and and the fact that uh everything is progressing as it should and progressing nicely and 
and hopefully it continues in that direction. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's difficult uh, from a football perspective, first of all, because, you know, we, nobody wants to talk about football and it, it puts itself in its place. And I don't know, you know, I, I'll, I'll be the first to say, raise my hand, Jody. I, I don't know how you deal with it other than, um, unfortunately, everybody in their life goes through difficult things and, and life never stops. I, I don't I don't know, you know, it, it's going to move forward. Um, it's nice that people took a pause and it's nice that everyone came together. And I think that's a positive sign. But I, I don't know other than, you know, there were a couple teams because of the Thursday night game, obviously Jacksonville and, and, and uh, uh, sorry, that's the last one because of the Saturday games. Um, they're a little bit early and there's certain teams doing certain things. And I know Mike Tomlin wanted to talk um, because uh, of the Pittsburgh connection. Um, but most teams don't do much on Tuesday anyway. So it was a little bit of a step back. Um, Got to prepare for week 18. I, I don't, I don't know any other way to be honest. Um, people are advocating shutting down the season. I don't pushing, pushing back because you have the extra week. I guess that could be an a, a equation, uh, but you know, it's a very difficult circumstance. It is, and uh, yours really was on WIP both the last two nights. So I've had a chance to interact with uh, some fans of the National Football League, mostly Eagle fans, but just football fans in general. And I, I've been a little bit surprised by the lack of understanding from some fans just about life in general. John McMullen's got his opinions. Jody McDonald's got his opinions. Everybody has their own opinions on a lot of things in life, but dealing with a situation like what transpired Monday night in, in Buffalo is also one of them. And not everyone is going to feel the same on the same timeline that I've been surprised by people thinking that because they have an opinion on how this can and should be dealt with going forward, that that's the way it must happen because you think so. And that if anyone yeah. disagrees wow. with your yeah. timeline, well, then what are you thinking about? The country is soft. We can't prioritize it. We have to drop everything and just give all a... different people have different ways of dealing with different things in their life. And uh, luckily, we're not to the stage of grief. If you consider grief the loss of life, um, I'm grieving for Lamar Hamlin. It's just the definition of the word grief. But people deal with this in different stages and differently. And I think everyone really has to just take a deep breath and realize that you've got to be able to work with others. You've got to be able to understand the emotions and the feelings of others and the way that they deal with things. Because not everybody's the same. If it was a general cookie cutter, put the hours into it and we'll figure it out this way, that'd be real nice. That's just not it. No. And uh, different well, people yeah, in the NFL I mean, have different emotions. Forget about this situation. You, I mean, that's every situation. Yeah, I mean, that's why I say social media is, you know, the downfall of a, of, of a great empire. History tells us all empires fall. We don't realize our empire is falling because we're in the middle of it. Uh, yeah, 
people think uh, there it's their way or the highway uh, and everything from the smallest uh, subject to the biggest subject. If you don't think the way certain people think, I mean, they just shut you off. They say you're not relevant. You're dumb. You're stupid, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, if you could fix that, Jody, you, 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 you would have us uh, in, in a big, uh, a big bounce back uh, as a society. It ain't happening. I mean, that's one of the things about social media. There's a lot of good about social media. Don't get me wrong, but there's a ton of bad. And, and one of it is that, you know, people want to be in echo chambers. They want to be comfortable. They want to be around with people who think the same way they think about everything. And again, from the most important topic down to the least important topic, like football, like sports. I mean, sports is my living. Sports is your living. It's very important to us, but I'm I'm savvy enough to realize Guess what? In the real world, it doesn't mean a whole heck of a lot, but it, it, it you know, it, it means a lot to a lot of people as a form of escapism. But you see the just the visceral hate of, of certain fan bases against other fan bases or players or this or that. If, if if you had the, uh, you'd be a very rich man, Jody McDonald. I'd be a very rich man if we had if we could solve that problem, because that is that is a big problem. And uh, under the fear of being canceled, uh, we will put put forth our opinions here today. Um, if you're tuned to us live and or watching it after the fact on tape thereafter, we're going to work under the assumption you're a big sports fan. Um, we're not trying to minimize what happened in Monday night in Buffalo. And John and I both have already been on record and will continue to be to say we're rooting for this young man uh, to recover and uh, be able to restart his life, uh, whether that is in the National Football League or whatever else uh, he decides to do. First things first, he needs to get healthy. So we're sending all best wishes and prayers his way. But life does go on, and it goes on for everybody else. And we are Birds 365, so we're going to talk about what transpires next in the National Football League and how how that affects the local football team, the Philadelphia Eagles. Um, Immediate uh, reaction, John. The NFL came out yesterday and said they are not, uh, as of right now, uh, going to have any plans in place to restart the game between the Bengals and the bills that the nfl is moving on with week 18 as scheduled and they are going to continue to wait to see how things play out and it is tied to hamlin's health don't kid yourself um as to what they're going to do with the game that was not finished it doesn't have an immediate effect on the Philadelphia Eagles or any NFC. And this is not an NFC thing. It's an AFC thing because the Bills and the Bengals were both in the running for potential number one seed. We understand the whole potential number one seed thing because that's exactly what the Eagles are dealing with, uh, with the game that they need to win against the Giants and lock it up on Sunday. So it doesn't have an immediate effect on the Eagles, but it could thereafter because, as you mentioned, People are just throwing out possibilities. This is not coming from the league. This is coming from um, NFL insiders, people with uh, 
supposedly valued opinions about the National Football League, will they think about pushing the playoffs back by a week? If they really believe that that game needs to be played, that they can't determine the playoff order in the AFC if everyone isn't playing the same amount of games, that's when it does start to affect the Philadelphia Eagles if they're going to redo the schedule. John, it might not be the worst thing in the world for the Philadelphia Eagles if they went down that road because that would be another week of recovery right now when the Eagles need that week of recovery for Jalen Hurts' shoulder, for uh, the abdomen of, of Lane Johnson, for Chauncey Gardner-Johnson's uh, kidney. If this is actually the way it plays itself out and there isn't a um, that, that they feel the need to play that last game, they would have to play it next week and push the entire playoffs back. I think it's a bit of a drastic solution, but I, I think you kind of said it uh, and I feel the same. It's not a zero percent chance. I think it is something that will be given consideration. Can they do something as drastic as that around the NFL? Well, from a football perspective, I mean, one of the complications of, of, of and again, I feel the need uh, to say from a football perspective, I'm only talking about football. That was a very important game. I mean, that was an extraordinarily important game. Um, you could go no contest if it were, you know, Cleveland, Las Vegas or whomever. Mm-hmm. Um, and say, all right, we're not going to play the game. We're going to move on. Um, you know, Buffalo was in a position to have the number one seed. Um, in theory today, uh, Kansas City, I believe, as as usurped them uh, for the number one seed. Cincinnati, obviously, if they went on to win the game, uh, would have tied Buffalo in the standings. Um so it's a it was a very important game from a a football perspective and a seeding perspective. So I don't know how you just say we're not going to play the game, no contest, especially if Kansas City goes on to win and you know they get the number one seed. All of a sudden, you're affecting competitive balance. That's all this league ever talks about: competitive balance, this and that. Um, that is a, a a dramatic shift in the AFC. From the Eagles' perspective in the NFC, I mean, yes and no, it's not going to affect Week 18. We're going to play Week 18 from all indications. I've seen no evidence that they're going to stop Week 18 and push that back. Um, So it's going to be played. So you still have the issues this week in, in that whether Jalen Hurts is on the precipice or if he's truly cleared. Um, so that's not going to help you this week. Now, you get more rest uh, coming up because remember, especially if you win, if you're the Eagles, you still have the buy. So nobody else has the buy, but they get a buy, if that makes sense. But the Eagles still get the extra advantage if they're the number one seed. And more time, the better, I guess, when you're talking about specific injuries, especially C.J. Gardner-Johnson would be the best example. I look, Lane Johnson, I think that's that's not getting better. He's just playing through it. You can wait as long as you want. Um, he's just playing through it. Um, so I guess it helps a little bit in certain instances. I would say the same about Jalen Hurts, but he's got to play. He's got to play in week 18. So I I don't know how, you know, playing and then getting a little bit more rest after that 
I don't know how that affects. Bottom line is you got to get the number one seed if you're the Eagles because you still have the advantage. It's still a huge advantage. I mean, that's the key to this whole thing. The Eagles obviously don't have a ton of momentum. Nick said that, admitted that um, at his press conference on Monday. Um, but, you know, number one seed, Super Bowl goes through Philadelphia. That's a difficult spot for anybody. And we it saw is. it in 2017. It truly is, but the Eagles want that spot. Um, we've used the phrase, the window is open on this show many a time over the last couple of months. And the Eagles certainly, at least in my opinion, have to look at this season as that, an open window and the possibility to go to Super Bowl. You open up the season 13-1, and one, how do you not think of it as an opportunity to potentially get another championship? So they need to act accordingly. We just don't know what those actions are just yet because right now no one is acting around the National Football League. There were no happy Tuesdays yesterday. The NFL rightfully came to a stop. Uh, it will start motion again today for the upcoming weekend games, and it's a huge one between the uh, Giants and the Eagles with a lot on the line. Uh, John and I are going to talk about it. We're going to bring in two good guests to help us do just that. Our usual Wednesday contributor, Mike Gill from uh, 93.7, uh, the sports pass down the shore, is going to jump in uh, coming up in just a couple of minutes. And then in hour number two, uh, your button, ours, Jeff Mosher from InsideTheBirds.com is also uh, going to join us today. So Eagle Heavy show today. Um, there are National Football League issues to be dealt with. And then that uh, trickles down to the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Johnny and I will be talking about it with Mike Gill from the Sports Bash 93.7 ESPN down the shore. He's coming up next. Then a little bit later, hour number two, Jeff Mosher will jump in with us here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Appreciate you streaming in here on Birds 365. G. Mac and Mac guys, John McMullen and Jody McDonald. Uh, as usual, on Wednesdays, we are joined by our buddy Mike Gill from the Sports Bash down the shore at 93.7. Um, Mike, we all know what transpired on the field in Buffalo on, on Monday night, and we continue to send out best wishes and prayers and hoping for the recovery of uh, DeMar Hamlin. Um it does have an effect on every other team in the National Football League, and it has a potential effect on every fan of just the game of football, at least on the NFL level. And we wonder about how it is is going to be handled going forward. Um, do you think this is going to have long-lasting effects on the National Football League, Mike? Do you think that we will see change in any way, shape, or form uh, to how the game is played going forward with Almost, and it is still a possibility, uh, something as tragic as losing a life on a National Football League field. You know, Jody, I don't know that I've actually thought of that yet, whether it'll be some changes. And I apologize for my voice. I've been under the weather the last couple of days. I'm trying to get through whatever has been going around. But um, that's a good question on what more they could legislate because you watch the play, and it seems like a play that you see – a hundred times over uh, in a game. So yeah. it wasn't like a violent hit or some hit that was being questioned as to why wasn't there a targeting or a penalty? I don't know if targeting in the NFL, but you know, a, a dangerous hit that was being questioned as to well, why wasn't there this or that? It just seemed like a, a, a routine play that um, we don't know what is happened with this young man and, and that's where I think the league is in a really tough spot I mean to me I don't know how the Bills play this weekend without having further information on on their teammate at this point uh, so moving forward to if the game will change I think that'll be discussed possibly in the offseason but I don't know what will change based on that particular play now, if we find out something was pre-existing and they missed it, maybe they might do some more tests on these players before. Um, but I think we need to find out what, what has happened to, to Hamlin before any of that. And that, to me, is the biggest 
situation here is this guy comes first, and I don't know how that team moves on until they get any information on where he currently stands. Yeah, and I think, you know, they have the best information, obviously. They're they're connected. I, I, I do think, and you and I talked about it, I, this is, you know, from talking to a couple cardiologists, this has um, been all good news, to be honest, uh, in, in the circumstance, under the circumstances. Um, but it is interesting, and, and, and obviously uh, his teammates are much closer to him, and Jody brought up everybody uh, handles things differently. The closer you are to him, obviously it's going to be more and more difficult. Um, so it is uh, going to be a tough road to hoe for Buffalo, not only this week, but every week moving forward. I well, mean, how do they – circumstance how do they get back on the field and start preparing for new england this week i mean do they practice today do they i mean there's still been no follow-up to i mean i guess his uncle spoke to everybody yesterday but um that's not medical examiners following up and giving you information now the team might have information that has not been out there yet and maybe that's enough information to give them some solace to move forward here but if their teammate is still in a Cincinnati hospital and they don't know what's happening with them, how are they on the practice field today getting ready for a game? Yeah, it's difficult. It, it, there's no doubt. It, 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 and, and Buffalo has a, a, a much more difficult decision than even other teams. I mean, everybody's been affected. Uh, you know, we talk about the brotherhood of this game. And you, you see it on social media with players all over um, sort of putting aside any kind of rivalry or things like that, because these guys know how violent this game is and everybody's a play away. I talked about, you know, we had a scary situation at Lincoln financial field um, with Josh sweat. Uh, and um, you know, that's really difficult in, in to, to get back in that game and get your head in that game and finish that game. Um, so, everybody's a little different, but there's no doubt that Buffalo has a a bigger issue than anybody else. And it is going to be interesting to see because there's no evidence that the NFL is going to stop week 18. There's, there might be some talk about pushing the playoffs back. People have thrown that out because you have the extra week. We'll see how that all shakes out, but for the future, you bring up something interesting. And I, I was on the field uh, when Corey Stringer passed, uh, it, it was a practice, so it was a little bit different. Um, and that changed the NFL in dramatic ways. It was literally the demarcation line from the old school to the new school. And and the NFL mandated water breaks and, and things of that. For those people who don't know, Corey died of de- dehydration, you know, back then. Mike Tyson was, you know, one of the greatest guys in the world was, was, was his coach at the time. It would often, you know, Corey was a little bit overweight, was a great player, but that was what you did and said, you know, you would push the players and push the players and push the players. Um, And there was this toughness factor, legendary stories of Bear Bryant. You had no water practice. I tell people this, Mike, and people don't believe me, and this was at, this was 100% true. They didn't let us, reporters, bring water on the field uh, in those days. Um, 
now everybody's encouraged, you know, drink, keep hydrated. Keep, and, and that's not that long ago. No. So, well, as far and- as, 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 sorry, I'm going a little bit too long and I'll let you jump in. As far as, you know, better tests to make sure these guys don't have pre existing conditions, that, that might be a thing. I don't know how much he can do. It, we see this hit 30 times a game, this type of hit. It was just horrible. It was just horrible. Yeah, was- and, and and just to, you know, there's no precedent for what we saw. You know, I'm going back to, heck, when I got my start, I was interning for Jody Mack. They're doing their show at Lehigh two-a-days. I mean, they do the morning show with WIP, and then the, the shows would be there all day waiting for the second practice uh, to come around. And, you know, you never saw anything like this. So – I don't know if this is something from the violence of the sport more so than this was just a a, a complete anomaly that we hope to find out what happens with this young man. And, um, you know, I I thought when um, Joe Buck, the I don't know how many people zone in on Monday Night Football, but the games have not been great. And Buck has been kind of shooting at the hip this year a little 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 having a little fun out there because these games have not been great to see how locked in and somber he was in that moment and all the big games and big moments that he has been a part of he was witnessing something that he had truly never saw before and that was a pretty jarring moment when you were watching that Hey, here's a guy who's having fun this year. He's got a new job. It's Monday night. The games haven't been great. I'm with my guy. And that moment shook him a little bit. I think that was evident. And that's the ironic part about it. If it had been a usual Monday night matchup, then we wouldn't be talking about how the NFL is going to handle this going forward. It would have been, oops, they're just going to play one last game if it was the Texans against the Raiders, which have no playoff implications whatsoever. Yay, sorry, we're not going to finish this one. Well, you get a refund and, for your tickets if you were at the game. Uh, and Jody, I, I wonder if this happened at Sunday at 1 o'clock in, just the, in, the, in the mess of all the other games, while it was a regional game maybe, and not everybody saw what happened, what what if there would it be any different reaction or anything but because keep in mind this game is on the the rose bowls leading into this game it's the biggest monday night football game they've had all year it's probably the biggest audience they had for a football game in quite some time on espn uh so therefore this was universally you know, watched by every football fan out there, college fans, yeah. and NFL I think it was fans. on ABC as well. Yeah, it wasn't I think even on it and it was on ESPN ABC. too. Yeah, it was on both ESPNs as well because, you know, as this is happening, I'm saying is the Manning cast on tonight? Because I thought that would have been a weird situation for to have the Manning cast on for. So I flipped to two. And the game was on there, and you're right, ABC was on, and yeah. you know, so this is a so it's they even were a larger audience, even though you know most people have kids, but some don't, and you know, broadcast networks traditional, um, <clears throat> you have the biggest audience possible, and that's why they put the game on ABC. So, yeah, a lot of complications for the NFL, tons of complications uh, for Buffalo, less. For the Eagles, but we'll get it back to the Eagles because we are birds 365. 
there are complications for the Eagles, Mike, especially um, if if you push back the playoffs uh, a, a week. Now, it's still key for the Eagles to get that first round by. They'll still have the advantage if they secure it. You know, maybe the extra time helps. Jody and I were talking, somebody like C.J. Gardner-Johnson especially. Um, but, man, Jalen Hurts has is, is, is got to go this week if he can go. I mean, everything's about medical clearances. He cleared for contact, but. Everything, all the documentation say this was a two to three get two to three week injury uh, as a grade two sprain. That seems to be how things have unfolded. So he's right on the cusp. I don't know if that helps Jalen Hurts that much because he's got to play this week. And even if they push things back, it's not going to affect him because the Eagles need him. Yeah, Jalen's in a really tough spot. I mean, obviously the team kind of needs him right now after what you saw last week. I think the panic button was pushed a little bit. There is some precedence for this, though. In 2017, they did not play very well down the stretch. I mean, quite frankly, they looked poor uh, in a game. You know, they played the Raiders. I think it was an ugly Raiders. win. Uh, they played that game against Dallas. I think was they lost like 6 nothing or, or something to that. So, they didn't exactly go into the playoffs guns ablazing that year with Nick Foles playing quarterback. No, and then all of a sudden, yeah. right, they got to the playoff. They had a week off, uh, and, and then they ended up playing uh, Atlanta, and, you know, the rest is history. So as much as we try to figure out things, if Jalen Hurts plays, I think it's because he's healthy. I mean, it's because he's ready to go. Uh, I don't think they're going to take any chances and just throw him out there if, if they thought there was a possibility – that him getting hurt in that game because of that injury could preclude him from playing in the playoffs. So I think if you see him, it's because they think he's healthy enough to play. And then I think the other guys, you mentioned Chauncey Gardner. I know they have not opened the practice window on him. That gives Lane Johnson extra time to kind of get himself together. Um, so obviously, I think this Eagles team, with where their injuries have occurred, if the NFL was to make that decision, it would probably be a help to them more so than some of these other teams who suffered injuries throughout the year. And this is why yeah. I always talk about what your record is sometimes is not really indicative of what happened in your season, you know, because of where your injuries occurred, what happened at that time, yeah. who's on the field when those playoffs start is the most important part of the puzzle. Uh, I always say that that's a win, that's a loss game. We all play it back in, now it's May, it used to be April. It's so meaningless because you don't know who's going to be there on the, on a particular game day, and it shifts things dramatically. But you're exactly right, Mike. Very true. All right, so we don't even know if Jalen Hurts is going to be the Eagles quarterback, but it seems that we have a bit of a consensus that we believe he's going to play this week against the Giants. Don't know it, but believe it. How are they going to call plays for Jalen Hurts, Mike? Are they going to certainly acknowledge that he's not 100%? Do they believe that they can just run a standard, almost cookie-cutter offense and be able to beat a Giants squad if the Giants are pulling some of their star defensive players off the field to protect them for the playoffs? How much does Jalen's physical fitness going into this game and whatever they're risking to put him out there, how much does that play into the play calling 
and the type of designs the Eagles have for this game Sunday against New York. Yeah, I mean, only the coaching staff kind of knows where he's at. I would imagine right now he's giving them information. Hey, this is what I can and cannot do. Um, I would probably not put this much in. But listen, again, I go back to if he plays, I think it's because he's ready to play. I don't think he's playing it 70% and they're having to say, well, we can't throw, you know, 10-yard outs to the right side because that's where he's having some pain. I think if he goes – it's because he's ready to handle the entire playbook. Now, the last time we saw him, he ran 17 times, and some people think that attributed to him getting injured. He could have got injured if he threw the ball 47 times, and we'd be complaining if he threw the ball 47 times. He threw the ball too many times. He, he, he took too many hits, and he ran 17 times. Well, now he's running too many times. Well, could he hand the ball off more? Sure. Could we see a more run-heavy offense where they lean on the running backs? You could, but you could do that with Gardner Minshew, right? You, you could just turn around and hand the ball off with your backup quarterback. The part of the offense that was missing is where Jalen Hurts made the decision on whether I'm going to keep it, I'm going to throw it, or I'm going to hand it off. And if he's back, that's what you better see. Because if not, you might as well stick yeah. with the other guy. If you're taking one of those elements out of your offense, you might as well just stick with the other guy. Because uh, I, I got to disagree with that, Mike, because Jalen Hurts brings with him a fear from the defense. Because you don't know. There's the possibility. To, you, you're going to be running fear. Oh, Gardner could pull it down and take off with it. I wouldn't if I'm a defensive player. I wouldn't Fair. if I'm the defensive coordinator of the opposition. I'm going, yeah, go ahead. You run, Gardner. When Jalen hurts, you at least have to give it respect. You have That's to fair. play your defense because it's Jalen Hurts. And it, it's an unknown because he hadn't played for a couple of weeks, but he's still Jalen Hurts. So I don't yeah. think you can say that, oh, you just let the other guy do it. No, Jalen brings respect and a fear from the other team's defense. But now here, here's the problem, guys. We already saw this last season when Jalen hurt his ankle against the Giants. Now he missed a game and then he came back. Um, and when he came back, there was that still that beer. Now he wasn't the player he was now, but there was still that beer. He was still a great runner and everybody feared that aspect of the game and him pulling the football, the so-called plus one. But they figured out pretty quickly, uh, that's off the table. Yeah. Um, if it's off the table, it's off the table. They might fear it early, but if you don't use it, defenses figure it out. And yeah. they kind of put that in the back pocket and say, all right, we don't have to worry about th that today because he's limited uh, and he's going to be more of a pocket passer. So I think that's the difficulty Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen have. How much do they want to protect him? Even that, how much do they have to protect him? I don't think anybody knows that. No, and, you know, th that's a good point, John. It it's that, yeah, Jody, you're right. The element of it is there. But if he's not displaying it for two quarters, three quarters of the game, then the defense is saying, all right, you're not going to do it. And But if you do do it, you got me. But I'm going to play it this way until you show me you're going to do it. The difference is, to me, these guys are players who got to this point by using the greatest instincts in the world. Everything, when they step on that field, is using their instincts. That's why, like, 
when these guys get penalized for hits and stuff like that, and people act like they did it purposely, these guys are using their instincts. They see a play, they see the ball, and they've been taught their whole lives to make a play on the ball. Jalen Hurts, when he gets on the field, he's going to use his instincts. It's not going to be, ah, my shoulder's bad, I can't run. When the play is there to make, that's what these guys do. That's why they're the best, is they use their instincts and make the play that their instincts led them to. So I think if Hurts plays, you're going to see Jalen Hurts. It'll be very interesting to see on Shane, and, and we really do break it down and get into the weeds and to how many plays and percentage of plays that Jalen Hurts ends up running the football. He did run it as much as he did in that Bears game before he got hurt. So that's what we're going to use as a comparison. And John's right. After the injury last year, the game against Washington, next to last week of the season, it ran it twice. Twice. Jalen Hurts should run it twice in the first five plays of almost any game, if you're asking me. But he did really cut back. Yeah, I just don't want to see 17 or 18 carries. So there, there is a comfortable number somewhere there in the middle. That's a pretty good gap we got working between Jalen's got a bum ankle he can't run, and we need to have Jalen be the key figure in our, on our offense. Can Shane now that's a good uh, question. Find that middle ground. What is more conducive to not running the ball, a bum ankle or a bum shoulder? I think the ankle would be the one that everybody just assumes, but you got to lower that shoulder yeah. a lot when you are getting Contact, ready to take that yeah. blow. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think you're right, Mike. Not necessarily. I mean, that's why I didn't play last week. Uh, he was not clear for contact, so he could throw the football. That's not an issue. Um, the issue was the contact part of it. And, you know, and people are going to say, well, what does one week matter? Well, it matters a lot. You know, that's, there's a lot of history on that. Not a lot. It's, it's kind of the AC joint is the more common injury. This is the SC, but, you know, grade two is two to three weeks. That's what the documentation shows. And that's where we are. So there is a point where you're a little bit better, but as players always say at this time of year, everybody's banged up and Jalen Hurts is not going to be a hundred percent. Can he play? Yes. Miles Sanders isn't a hundred percent. He's got the knee brace on. We talked about Lane Johnson in the playoffs. He's going to play through it. Um, he's going to try to play through it. Everybody's banged up this time of year. So it comes down to, um, you know, how much you want to protect the player. Um, and we're going to see, that's going to be an interesting part of this game plan to see how much uh, Nick Sirianni and Shane Steichen want to protect Jalen Hurts from taking that kind of contact and kind of how quickly the Giants and Wink Martin, we know Wink Martindale, He's blitzing, you know, he's coming from the buses. But, you know, another part of this is, Mike, the Giants shouldn't be playing this game. I mean, they got to play some players. I, I often break, people forget the COVID rules were still in effect last year. So when the Eagles sat everybody down, they did that wink, wink. Everybody got sick the same week. We're going to bring up. 12 guys from the practice squad and put 12 people on the COVID list. You can't do that anymore. So right. you only have uh, the 47 you can activate and you can only have two practice squad elevations. You can't just do those wholesale changes. So certain players have to play. 
but they don't have to play the whole game. And if I'm the New York Giants, I'm not even playing this game. I got to be honest with you. Yeah, that's the that's kind of where we are in the league now is once you get to a certain spot you are locked into, now it's, hey, don't take a chance to get anybody hurt um, and pull everybody out. So, yeah, it would be surprising if the Giants go down that road or do they look at it and say, hey, we want to roll into the playoffs as this as the hot team and we get matched up with Minnesota and we think if we're playing our best football, we can go in there and win a game or two. Who knows what the thought is? You know, I I, I look back to uh, Brian Dayball has coached with McDermott and uh, Belichick. Belichick's all over the map, right? They played a Week 17 game against the Giants when they were trying to go undefeated. Uh, the Giants had nothing to play for in that game, played all their players, and that springboarded them into going to the Super Bowl. They got the confidence that they could beat the Patriots in that game, and then they went on to win the Super Bowl against the Patriots because they played week 17 and said, hey, we could go toe-to-toe with this team. Does the Giants look at a team like the Eagles that they could see in the playoffs and say, hey, we're going to not only go toe-to-toe, we're going to beat you here, and that gives us confidence that we just beat the best team in the NFC? There are so many things. Now, McDermott, yeah, yeah. when he's been the coach, and Dayball was on that staff, they they were all over the map. They, they played guys for a quarter – they pulled their starters. So you might see them play, pull their starters. Uh, I don't think there's any exact answer unless he comes out today, tomorrow, and says, we're not playing these guys. But I'd be pretty surprised if we don't see these guys for at least a little bit. If he does, then he's going to take a phone call after the season from Nick Sirianni. What the hell were you thinking? How could you not play for a competitive advantage? Brian, I shame on you. Uh, and I, I don't think we're going to get anything because uh, that, that's what I think most NFL coaches would do, not just Nick Sirianni, although he takes it to uh, higher levels than anyone I've ever seen before. Um, you're in a unique spot, Mike, in that your listening audience, even though longitudinally, is that even a word? I think it is. You um, just made it one. Uh, I just did. Uh, thank you uh, for noticing. Um, where your station is located is actually south of Philadelphia. But you have a bigger New York contingent than like Philadelphia because um, there are people that come down the shore and, and come down to the casinos and the like. So I'm sure your phone lines have more New York callers than uh, a Philadelphia station would. What do you, is the buzz of the New York fans? Have you got any buddies or have you had any callers? Do they believe that they have caught lightning in a bottle here and that they can make well, a playoff run? Well, yeah, our, our signal goes all the way up to, like, exit 90 on the parkway. So we, we've got a pretty big uh, audience up that way. i got to be honest, though, Monday I was not on the air. I've been sick. And yesterday with the Hamlin stuff, uh, that kind of took over the show. So I will be – I will say this. I think the Giant fans, the last time the Eagles and Giants played – remember, that game was 48-22. I mean, that yeah, game yeah. – Oh, yeah, Not very competitive. Yeah. And at that time, this goes to show where, like, well, you beat this team 48-22, and yet now you're playing them again, and you're hoping that they don't play their starters so that you can win the game. You just blasted them two weeks ago, four weeks ago, and that now you're not confident that you can beat the same team. So this goes into why the aesthetics of a win should not matter. You just crushed this team. In fact, it was maybe one of the more complete victories of the season – 
And here we are hoping that the Giants don't play their starters. The same guys you beat 48 to 22. That week, I think the Giant fans, and look, there was a time where I think the Giant fans understood. We've caught lightning in a bottle. We've got a good season. We've exceeded all expectations. Whatever we do from here is gravy. Well, now they have a chance to win 10 games if they win this game, yeah. right? They have a chance to win 10 games and go into the playoffs, something nobody thought was possible for this Giants team. So that's another reason why I think this game is kind of an interesting matchup for them on yeah. Sunday. Is that well, a You know, I do, think, I do think if he left it up to Brian Dayball, he'd play. He'd play to win. That's how coaches are. Sports have changed, you know. It's 2018, so the year, the season after the Super Bowl, the double doink game in Chicago. Chicago was the really good team. Um, and Matt Nagy at the time, the coach, yeah, he, he had a decision to make in week 18. And he knew if he won that game, he was getting Philadelphia. And if he lost that game, he was getting, ironically, Minnesota, who was a much uh, easier opponent, especially for Chicago, because they were a really physical team at the time. They had the great pass rush with Khalil Mack. Minnesota had the terrible offensive line. It was an easy decision for everybody else. But Matt Nagy won in and, and blitzed the Vikings because the styles didn't match up and the Bears were much better. And they blitzed them and they won the game. And all of a sudden they get the Eagles who are coming off battle-tested, playoff-tested, Super Bowl champions, and they beat them. And Matt Nagy got killed for that. And I maybe rightfully so. Maybe <laughs> rightfully so. I, I don't know. Sports have changed. Ron Rivera got a lot of heat. I'm sure you saw Mike because he didn't know he could get eliminated. That's kind of the coach's mentality, though. He's worried about what he's doing. They got to win their game. I, I it, you know, the GM. If the GM steps in, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It says Brian, look, we got a chance to beat a team that's going to be a player that that starting a center that was on the street yesterday. They got to bring in a new center because all their centers are hurt. I, don't you manipulate yourself to be in that position? I don't know. That's a, you know, I, I know coaching, you always, you know, you could be in a scrimmage game, an exhibition, a preseason game, and the coach is probably like, I want to play to win this game yeah. 20 years ago. But I don't know where these new school coaches have they evolved as well to say, yeah, don't care. Don't care if we win. You know, is not winning the game changing the mentality of the organization? You know, there were times where people, you know, Baltimore had that win streak in the preseason go. How many years in a row did they not lose a preseason yeah. game? And they were yeah. being lauded that, hey, that's their mentality, that even losing preseason games is unacceptable there. I guess each organization varies, but I will say for Rod Rivera to not know that I'm pretty, I would be pretty shocked because I mean, you're down in little league and the dad knows that if Joe's pizza beats Phil's barbershop, we're going to be the number three seed. If Rod Rivera didn't know what possibilities could happen for him to be eliminated, that's shocking. Yeah. That's All sort right. of like not it, knowing you could tie. 
It, it, it may <laughs> or be if shocking. somebody in the organization didn't tell them, hey, you know, this yeah. is the scenarios this week, even if you're not paying attention to it. Yeah. It may be shocking, but guess what? Two Hail Marys, two Our Fathers, you are forgiven. The fact that he thought Carson Wentz gave him a better chance to make it to said playoffs, that's the one that you got to uh, get up and leave the church. I'm sorry, Ron. I uh, don't know that we can just uh, let you do a couple of Our Fathers and Hail Marys and be forgiven for that one. That's what, and he's sticking with him. He's doubling yeah. down on yeah. I have no problem with the decision to go with Carson Wentz. You watched the game, right? You were there on the sidelines, coach. You saw how bad your quarterback was. Well, the thought process was, Jody, that some people are insinuating that he didn't think they could be eliminated, so they wanted to see if Wentz could give them a spark, not knowing. I, I, I hope that's not the case. Yeah, Ooh, that not knowing the case. that they could have been eliminated. Meaning, in other words, we can't be eliminated. Let's see if he gives us a spark. Good. If not, we can make a decision based on that. Now you stick with them because we made this trade – Let's see. Who knows at this point? Obviously, I think we've all seen now Wentz is not the guy. Heineke's not the guy. Yeah. If anything, you play the, the kid, Hal, who at one point people thought could have been the number one overall pick in the draft. I don't think there's a more well-liked uh, coach in this league than Ron Rivera, and he's he's going to be on the street. I mean, that's he's not going to make it through this. He's unfortunately going to be wow. fired. Which is not really? the worst thing in the world because he gets away from the whole damn yeah, night. Yeah, well, that's true. Washington dumps their fryer mess, and he probably that's gets pretty, a great party. That's pretty surprising, though. Years left on his contract, and he can land somewhere else. All right, Mike. That's last pretty question. surprising here, though. Let me put this to your last question uh, for mindset. The Eagles have lost two games in a row. Um, all right, we know how the Dallas game went. Gardner Minshew filling in. No Jalen Hurts. A lot of offense. Um, defense for some reason uh, took took a pass on a game and made Dak Prescott look real good. And then a different outcome this week. Loss is a loss, but this week the offense is just completely non-existent. Four straight three and outs. So they've lost in varying ways, and they've lost two games in a row. So the overall feel vibe of this team has to at least be shaken. I'm not saying it's shattered, but it's at least shaken. How much does Jalen Hurts need to be under center just to center this team this week? That they need somebody to kind of grab this team by the neck and go, hey, we're 13 and three. Yeah, we were 13 and one, but we're still 13 and three. And we've got the most important games yet to play. Jalen Hurts is a guy who can provide that. A quarterback do what he does, and he's that type of quarterback and that type of leader on the team. How much do they need him just to? grab the team by the scruff of the neck and say, boys, it's it's go time now. We can't be messing around. We can't give uh, half-hearted effort like we have at times during both the last two games. How much is Jalen's leadership needed under center for this game Sunday against the Giants? Well, I think we saw the last two weeks that it's needed. I mean, he's the guy for this team. That's who they look to. When the team in Chicago was not performing, he said, the hell with us. I'll take over the game myself. And ended up, you know, carrying them. I think that was the most disappointing thing with Gardner Minshew. Is look, Minshew is what he is. He played a great game last year in with the Jets to the point that people wanted him to take over the job. Let's not forget <laughs> that, right? He well, that was so that well. was him and who else really? Uh, yeah. Twelve guys from his dad and Manny uh, Young. About, uh, well, there yeah. was a lot of Minshew. Twelve mania. guys from Manny. 
There's a lot of Minshew mania people out there that thought that he was a better thrower, more accurate, and that the team would be better off with him. Well, then the next game he played, it didn't go all that well for him. That's who he is. But the thought is that Minshew, in his mind, I think thinks he's a starter, right? He went to Nick Sirianni and said, I want this job. Well, he didn't give any indication that he was up for that challenge in that game on Sunday. He looked like a deer in the headlights in that game on Sunday. He looked like he wanted no part of getting this team together and saying, guys, let's go. We're the Philadelphia Eagles. We've got to win this football game. So that's to me is where Jalen Hurts obviously showed that when times were tough, he's able to re-kind of calibrate the thing where Minshew just looked lost all day on yeah. Sunday. And that's just who he is. Is Minshew, if he plays on Sunday, is he going to be a dumpster fire? Probably not. He'd probably have a decent game again. He had a great game against Dallas. I thought he was very uh, capable in that game. I mean, he made a couple, you know, the, the, the interceptions. I think Quez Watkins probably could have helped him out a little bit. Um, but you throw for 355 yards and three touchdowns, you at least competed. He didn't even compete on Sunday. He was not competitive uh, with the way he played. So Jalen Hurts, there's no question, is a huge part of why this team is where they are. Um, I think the more interesting thing will be Josh Sweat doesn't play. What happens there? You have Maddox out. You've got Chauncey Gardner-Johnson out. You're starting to take a couple nicks at all three levels of the ball on that side of the ball. Now, what does John Gannon do? Because I know he's public enemy number one. Not by me, but by most. Yeah, he always is public enemy number one. Uh, we'll let you go, Mike, struggling with those pipes, those legendary pipes. I uh, hope you feel better. 97.3, uh, you'll be on the air today, right? I'll, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, I'm, I don't know how I'm going to get four hours through with this thing here. <laughs> Mike, you're sounding just fine. Have a, a couple cups of tea, get a little nap in. Uh, we appreciate you jumping in with us each and every single Wednesday. Next week, it'll be the postseason Wednesday Mike Gill appearance here on Birds 365. Uh, thanks for doing it today. That's Mike Gill from 97.3 ESPN, the Sports Bash down the shore. Uh, Jeff Mosher of Inside the Eagles is going to join us. Coming up, oh, Inside the Birds, excuse me, uh, going to join inside us. Inside the Birds. I got to remember to get the Moshe's podcast website. Uh, the, the name's kind of important. InsideTheBirds.com. Jeff Mosher's going to jump in in a little over 20 minutes from now. All right, McMullen and McDonald, we're coming back here on Birds 365. Stay with us. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. 
number one Jeff D'Ambrosio destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. You got Judy McDonald and John McMullen, a.k.a. Mackinac. On Birds 365, uh, we appreciate Mike Gill whenever he jumps aboard doing so with a little bit of a froggy throat today. Uh, uh, I've been there, up. man. Something going around. Back to everybody. Up, sucking it up and getting it done, Mike Gill. We, we do appreciate him. And uh, Jeff Mosher is going to join us coming up less than 20 minutes now. So uh, Mosher's always great uh, with his Eagle Insights. Um, John, I'm going to ask for your Eagle insights here on timing, uh, which I know is the bane of the existence of any Eagles peep guy, because you don't always know what your job is or how you're going to perform it, because they're not going to give you a chance to know when you're going to be given the chance to perform that. Uh, you are kind of beholden to the Eagle schedule and when they're going to give you access and when they are going to be working out or not working out. Um, you got to cut him some slack this particular week because the NFL, and I say rightfully so, decided to kind of shut down yesterday as everyone waited for uh, hopefully good news on Hamlin. And uh, we did get it that uh, his breathing has improved in the hospital in Cincinnati. 
we don't know if there are going to be effects today. As of right now, the Eagles are scheduled to practice, but the coaches, the coordinators were scheduled to talk to you guys yesterday and it didn't happen. They shut it down. And th- that was uh, certainly a, a call that uh, any any league entity would have made. So I guess I'm going to ask you to speculate a little bit here, John. How do you think it plays today? How do you think it plays tomorrow? Are they, are they going to be able to play games on Sunday? The NFL is saying that week 18 is going on as scheduled as of right now, but that's subject to change. What kind of changes are you looking at in your week covering the Philadelphia Eagles? Yeah, I, I think they're going to play on, on, on Sunday. Um, I think the Eagles are, are going to go through their normal schedule today. Um, could be wrong. You know, they could cancel it, but I think the thing yesterday, I think they wanted Nick Sirianni to talk first, uh, to sort of set the, uh, the, the, the stage for the rest of the organization. He's the mouthpiece. They didn't want the coordinators coming out before the head coach, uh, on a typical week, you know, Nick talks Monday, the coordinators Tuesday, Nick Wednesday. So, and and Wednesday sort of the demarcation line from you know last week to this week. Uh, it's when they really start preparation, even though it's walkthroughs this time of year. Um, so I think they wanted Nick to to set the the whatever you want to call it, the mood, the default for the organization, because they're going to get all kinds of questions about what happened and how do you react and how do you respond and how do you move forward. Uh, and that's got to be the head coach. It, it can't be the coordinator. So I think that was the thought press thought process behind the Eagles uh, decision to push the coordinators back to Thursday. Um, and I think we're in Philadelphia. Uh, it's going to be business as usual today. Um, for the people that are upset by that, I, you know, I don't, I don't know what, what else to do. I mean, it, it's a tragic situation. You can have empathy, but, you know, people go through tragedy in their personal lives and the world doesn't stop. Um, and it's not going to stop here and, and they're going to finish the season. They're going to play. And I think that's the way it's going to happen. Right. As I said in the first segment of the show today, back last hour here on Bird 365, Everyone is entitled to their opinion on how others should handle certain situations facing uh, whatever consequences uh, that they have uh, because of previous uh, determinations and or actions. Just because you think it doesn't make it right. Doesn't make it wrong either, but it doesn't. you, You don't get to make the decision for the world. Roger Goodell is close to that. He's going to make a major decision on how the National Football League goes forward. That's why he gets paid $40 million a year, because he makes big decisions like this with a lot of magnitude to them. And, yes, the Eagles will respond. Or so we think. I, I, I We may never know. Um, there were reports out there that the reason that the game did not restart the other night, uh, despite the vehement denials by uh, Troy Vincent, that the league was considering at some point restarting the game and that uh, there had been a conversation about a five-minute warm-up window 
when that became a report on the broadcast itself by Joe Buck uh, after the fact, Troy Vincent vehemently denied that that was the case. Um, the game, the players eventually went to the locker room and then the game was eventually suspended. And at the end of the day, they got it right. So I'm, I'm not going to nitpick it. I'm not going to try and yeah. get into the weeds on the details. Here's the bottom line. They got it right. Some people are always just looking for a reason uh, to call somebody on the carpet for something. I don't much care about that. But there were reports that the players had come together and maybe on cell phones with uh, NFL PA people talking to them and that they were as much the reason that they shut it down as Roger Goodell or anyone in the league. Uh, some people speculating that it was the coaches who made the decision, uh, taking the backs of their players, didn't want to put them through that, didn't want to put them in harm's way, going out there not focused. If, John, there's anything to the story that the players certainly, they, uh, they I don't know that they made it a demand and uh, said to their coach, listen, we're not playing. Or if they said, listen, coach, we don't want to play. If you're asking our opinion, we prefer not to play. The players certainly had input on the game getting suspended the other night. What if the players rise together as a group this week and say, yeah, we're not ready to go back to work yet. That we know that the NFL has a schedule, but uh, they they could push the season back. They could have some flexibility. Yeah, we're we're not ready to play Week 18 just yet. How does Roger Goodell handle that if the players go down that road, John? Um, well, you, you can't play if you don't have players. So you know, if there's solidarity. I mean, there's nothing they can do other than push it back. I, I think the longer term would be, you know, obviously, you know, money gets involved, right? You know, um, this is a very well-paying profession. And it's one of the reasons why people talk about safety in general and say, why would you play such a violent game? Well, it's a cost-benefit analysis, Uh they make a lot of money. Mm -hmm. um, and if you're not playing, you're not getting paid. So, you know, maybe you can do it for a week. Um, I don't think it's going to last two weeks. I don't certainly don't think it's going to last three weeks. Um, so in, in a lot of ways, that's self-correcting. Um, but in the short term, it could be an issue. Look, if, if people want to make uh, and we're in a different era, right, Jody? I mean, there is a lot of I'm probably going to get in trouble, probably going to get canceled. But if I get in trouble, I get canceled. I'm, I'm paid to give my opinions. There's a lot of, of, of sort of uh, signaling more than circumstance. Um, you know, I want to and this, again, I think is a problem with social media. I want the people that I know to think that I'm a good person. And so I'm going to take this particular stand short term. I could see that as an issue. There's a lot of people that have to be in solidarity, solidarity to pull that off. If, if there's one person, if there's some people on the Buffalo bills, wouldn't surprise me at all. The league as a whole, I would be shocked. Um, but you never know. You yeah. never know. Let, let me, uh, you, we're talking about uh, how we're perceived by other people here doing Birds 365. 
let me give you a complete and utter suck up to all the Eagles fans. A potential <laughs> scenario, which I think has this much chance of happening. Um, let's say the league is hearing the rumblings from the players that they really don't want to play the game and they need to push it back and the like, and they're thinking about pushing it back and they're not going to have games this week because the players have said that they really don't want to. What's the possibility of next weekend, the game between Cincinnati and Buffalo being replayed. It's the only game that's played and the NFL calls the season at 16 games and said, listen, we, we were planning on playing 17. No, we logged out 17. All you people who have tickets for week 17, you're going to be getting refunds and negotiating, sitting down with your TV networks. We know we owe you games too, but no, we just can't do it. We're going to revert to just a 16-game schedule. So we're going to get that last one in between Buffalo and Cincinnati, see where the chips fall, and then we move forward. Eagles number one seed in the NFC. And they don't even have to go out and win the last game, Johnny Mac. They're, they're sitting there in first place. They already played. Yeah. We played 16 games forever. Yeah. We're going to do it again this year. It's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that. Um, I've seen no evidence that they're no, thinking they, of that way. I, I, you know. I just I, made it up, John. I made yeah. it up by the fly. Yeah. I mean, look, everything is this league is very reactive it's not very proactive i've said that for 20 25 years they react to things they don't think about things they're they're not very good about seeing the landscape they're also very uh uh rabbit ear uh like uh they they take criticism uh very poorly um and they overreact to the loudest voice, so to speak. Um, and if there's enough drums, you know, one of the things but by nature as a reporter, I, I tend to be I, I tend to be inquisitive and I ask questions. And <laughs> I, you know, I very um suspect of, 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 of motives and, and things. It's just the way I am. Um, and one of the things I thought when I heard Joe Buck say they're going to play in five minutes and for the first time, and he said it about four times or whatever, and then it quickly changed. I'm thinking, well, somebody in Park Avenue is sitting on Twitter right now and seeing the reaction to this, and they, they made a self-correction. That was my immediate thought. That was my immediate thought. Now, Might be right. Troy Vincent uh, later did a conference call that night, vehemently denied it, and they had more information. Obviously, they knew how serious the situation was. I also mentioned on the show yesterday, I talked to a logistics guy, and he said, look, the last thing you can do is say, game's canceled, nobody has any information, all of a sudden, 70,000 people are funneling out of a stadium when you're trying to allow first responders to get out and your uh, people that need to get to the hospital to get to the hospital. It's the last thing you want. People don't think about logistics and things like that. The least you got to think about that. It's not a defense of the league, but I do think that's a story that hasn't been 
uh, fully explored yet. Somebody has to explain where did Joe Buck get that information? If he got it from, because remember, who, who's their rules analyst? I don't even know on ESPN. Right. He was, that, that's what I saw as far as reported, John, was that their rules analyst was supposedly in contact with high level sources of the NFL as the situation was unfolding in the minute. And that's a speculation that that's where ESPN was getting yeah. its information. And, and so it, it, it depends. Like if he's, if, uh, I think it's John Perry, but I'm not sure if, if, if he's getting that information from the league, um, it's different to me than he's saying, well, in a normal situation, and I'll go back to Josh Sweat at Lincoln Financial Field. That's a very serious situation. Um, I've never seen that place so quiet. You know, people not knowing, you know, this could be a significant injury for, for Josh, and luckily it wasn't. Um, you know, very serious situation. And the typical modus operandi, all right, let the guys warm up a little bit and go back to play. That's been going on in the NFL forever, and that might be untoward, but that is the that is the normal course of business of how the league works. If, if that's how it happened and, and John Perry's just thinking, all right, this is what we usually do. He doesn't know how serious the situation is. He's not on the field. That's what we normally do. That's what they're going to do. Um, that's probably the best case scenario for the league. If the league was saying, all right, we know, we know the, 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 the gravity of the situation and we're going to restart the game. That's bad. But Troy Vincent, I mean, the guy played in the league 14 years. I don't, I don't think he wants to stick his reputation on that from, from what he, and he was emphatic, Jody. He was, that, that was ridiculous um so i i kind of believe troy maybe i'm wrong but i kind of believe troy as do i um he has been in this position a great player great eagle um but he's done a very nice job as an executive with the league for over a decade now um yeah i when when he came out as vehemently denying the report that they were considering restarting the game uh, made me question it too. All right, uh, he is John McMullen. I am Jody McDonald with Birds 365. Eagles are probably going to play a game against the Giants this week. We don't know that yet. Uh, percentage, McMullen, 99, 99.9. Uh, 99.5. I'm going to go. Five. Okay. That uh, football will go on as scheduled with week 18. The Bills-Bengals game, your guess is as good as mine, but we believe that the NFL will be ready to go, get the playoffs underway Saturday, two Saturday games, and then Sunday as well with the Eagles and Giants at uh, uh, 4.25. Jeb Mosher from InsideTheBirds.com is going to jump in next. Uh, Mosher's got as uh, good a grasp as not only on the Eagles, but things around the National Football League as anybody. Looking forward to talking with Jeff Mosher next here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, 
We've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero Down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event. We all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Yeah, back, back here. We have March 365. We are uh, lucky enough to have our buddy Jeff Mosher jumping in, host of Inside the Birds, the podcast, InsideTheBirds.com, uh, Inside the Birds on 97.5, The Fanatic. He's everywhere, and he's here with us on Birds 365, and he's got a quasi-smile on his face. Yeah, uh, looked a little tired there, though. We got you up too early, man. It's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, that that's a very good way to put it. It has been a long week. Um, we're all still in thoughts and prayers with uh, Mr. Hamlin in Cincinnati. Over the last 24 hours, there have been updates that seem to have him trending in the right direction, which is the most important thing. And we hope the young man uh, can, can get back to uh, his life the way that he decides he wants to live it. The National Football League has to get on with its business and they want to return to their season, but they want to be perceived as doing the right thing by one of their own. And certainly uh, uh, DeMar Hamlin is one of them. 
have they done the right thing? Have they done their business the way they needed to so far, 30 some odd hours after this tragic incident on the field, in your opinion, Jeff? Well, it's it's sort of hard to have an opinion until you really know what the next results will be. You know, I mean, I, I feel like they have because they have not rushed into making any decisions other than the fact that the Bengals Bills game will not be made up this week, which I, I think is absolutely the right decision and the best decision for both the flam- the player, the family, the teams, and the league all throughout. I think it would have been very difficult to try to force this game into a short week and then both teams being playoff teams and having their week after and week after impacted in the playoffs. That would have been difficult too. Um, you know, obviously I think the league needs to continue to have conversations with, with leaders of the, the coaches of all the teams, GMs of all teams, make sure that everybody's sort of, ready at some point to, to resume play and, and move on. I, I, I don't want to say move on, but at least, you know, get back to doing what they do, uh, which tends to be the case when, when tragedies or things happen. Um, I, I go back to Andy Reid. I mean, the man lost his son to an overdose at Lehigh in the, in the summer and coached a preseason game two days later uh, because that was his therapy. Andy was pretty – open and candid about not being able to just sit around his house and, and think about the tragedies that happened in his life. He needed to keep his mind occupied on what he does and what he does as coach football. Uh, and players, I believe in most cases are wired to process what they see and then eventually get back onto the field. That is their livelihood and what they do. So I imagine that week 18 will proceed um, as as expected. Now that could change. I don't know. Um, we'll see what happens going forward. But you know, so far to answer your question, I I would say the league has done the right thing in not doing anything too drastic at the moment. And you bring up a good point with Andy Mosh and one Jody talked about. Uh, you know, everybody handles things differently. I think you know people need to get a handle on that just because. You believe something doesn't mean somebody else is going to handle a situation the same way, and everybody handles things a little bit differently. So that's a very good point. Um, So I do want to make you, and I'm going to promote you to NFL commissioner for five minutes. Uh, How how would Jeff Mosher? You mean I'm going to get booed? Yeah, does that mean I get booed? booed. Yes, you you are going to get booed. (laughs) How how would you handle it? How would you move forward? How would you get to the playoffs? How would you do the playoffs? What do you think the best solution is in your opinion? Yeah, I've tried to think about this from as many angles as I I can. I think they did the right thing by not playing that game this week. So you eliminate that option where you could have tried to make them play Thursday or Friday, then tried to make their week 18 for both those teams be on a short rest in the middle of the week. And then, maybe change the first round of the playoffs to add a Monday night game for one of those two teams to give it to I, you would just be kicking the can down the road in the playoffs week after week. And I don't think that's a great scenario for any, any team involved, including the two, the bills and the Bengals. Uh, I also don't think it's a great logistical idea to eliminate that bye week between the conference championship and the Super Bowl. meaning you play, you have the, Bengals and Bills play not this Sunday, but the next Sunday, which would have been yeah. the first round, and then move everything back. So what I, I think is not a fair, but still the fairest and 
not even fair, but probably the best thing for all involved is that the game becomes a no contest. Um, Kansas City wins on Sunday. They get the top seed. And you proceed as usual with the the seeding in the playoffs. And, you know, I mean, uh, are the Bills and, and, and Bengals really going to be upset and complain about that? I, I don't think so. I think that they're going to just have other priorities in their mind. And if they got to go on the road and win a game, they'll say, I got to go on the road and win a game. You know, I mean, I guess really the Bills, that, that factors into the most because they have a chance to get the number one seed. But I, I can't imagine that right now that that's their biggest priority either. Understood, and and none of us know. And Roger Goodell does have to kind of uh, rally the troops and make a call on this. With I got to believe in the next forty eight hours, um, but it is also still tied to uh, Hamlin's health in that Cincinnati hospital. So we're all kind of speculating. And and thank you for stepping into the commissioner's role. Yeah, yeah we can't, sure. we can't pay you what the NFL pays Goodell, but good job out of you, Mosher. Um, How about a little food, fraction? No. Could you pay you me did, like a tenth of yeah. <laughs> ten, you did ten, get food. a lot of you, you got paid with the booze. There, there you go. That's right. All right. Uh, let's bring it back home to the Eagles. Uh, yesterday mm-hmm. was a non-day for the entire National Football League. Everybody backed off. Everybody gave players and coaches their downtime to handle uh, their thought processes as they felt they needed to. They're going to try and go back to work today. And for the Eagles, that will include a walkthrough and uh, prepping for the New York Giants. This is a team that's lost its last two games and a little ugly side last week against the New Orleans Saints. Uh, The general belief is Jalen Hurts now three weeks out is ready to come back and play. Might not be 100 percent, but uh, the Eagles with the magnitude of the game and how important it's become might push the envelope a little bit if they were at least contemplating giving him another week off. How much of this is still being kicked back and forth as an unknown, Jeff? Or do you think the Eagles know as uh, for a fact right now, as we tape in Birds 365? Yeah, Jalen Hurts is going to play. Jalen Hurts is going to run these plays. We know what Jalen Hurts is going to do. Do you think that's in play, or do you think it's still in flux? No, I think the Eagles are still in fact-finding mode. I mean, clearly last week, despite anything you heard coming out of the Novacare complex, Gardner Minshew, which Nick Sirianni wound up admitting you know, on, uh, after the game, got most of the first-team reps. So they Not clearly knew that while Jalen Hurts, all of them, all of them, yeah. While, while Jalen Hurts was making progress, they knew that Jalen was not going to be starting against the Saints as early as Wednesday or Thursday of last week. So fast forward to this week, he's pro- probably made more progress, but he's. They, I would think tomorrow is the biggest day. I mean, does he is he able to go out there and run practice? Is he able to throw passes crisply without pain? And then on Friday when he wakes up. Does the shoulder respond well to whatever he does Thursday, just like they were evaluating last week when you saw like video of, of Jalen Hurts throwing? How did his how did his shoulder feel the next day? So I, I am, am I, you know, just my educated guess here. Don't know, but I still believe that they're in fact finding um, mode about me, Jalen and his shoulder this week. Let me add to this. Um, John and I were just talking before you came on about how Monday's decision transpired. And John suggested that the NFL might very well have been seeing what the nationwide response is via social media, Twitter, whatever else. And it may have influenced their decision. Let me be one who's going to be out front. If Jalen Hurts does not play this week, 
then I am seriously going to question the head coach of the Philadelphia Eagles. Because for the past two weeks, he's been telling us about this almost superhero-like healing power of Jalen Hurts. That he is different than you and I, the mere mortals, can comprehend that he is so far above and beyond. And he's not back from a shoulder that he played through against the Bears three weeks later. When does the superhero healing start to kick in, Coach Sirianni? Because you've kind of laid it out there for us that Jalen actually hides his cape under his uniform that we don't get to see because he's a super healing hero. Am I going to be stepping over the line if I go, what the hell, Nick? Um, I mean, only if you're taking everything the head coach says at verbatim. I mean, you may have to start checking the Novacare complex for a radioactive spider going around biting people if you listen to Nick a little bit too much. I mean, I think, listen, Jody, it's it's sort of me. I'll meet you in the middle with this. Like, he had a shoulder sprain that the collarbone was also involved, as we understand it. So, I mean, it was not a normal just, uh, oh, I banged my shoulder up. It was pretty severe. And I've seen guys miss several weeks if not longer, from that kind of shoulder sprain. I thought it was encouraging that he was throwing a ball last week and maybe some other guys wouldn't be able to do that. Uh, And, you know, last year he hurt his ankle. He missed, what was it, uh, one game? Just one. Came back the next week and played, you know, yeah, played on a gimpy ankle. So he he is tough. He does play through pain. He does apparently heal fairly well. But you're you're not – I don't think Nick was trying to suggest that he is – you know, something out of, uh, you know, a, a cyborg world either. You know, I mean, it's yeah. it's a legit shoulder like strain. And I, well, I'm sure I, 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 I think that um, Moshe is just mm-hmm. part of the Nick Sirianni experience, I call it. I mean, that's <laughs> I, I don't even take that stuff seriously, I guess. So I don't even pay that close of attention. Now, last week mm-hmm. was a dog and pony show, Jeff. It, it, if you sure. were there, you would you would have laughed with the rest of us. They're they're like, oh. Make sure you don't take video of Jack Driscoll because we don't want them to know Jack Driscoll starting a right tackle. But by all means, take all the video you want of the quarterback and go as close to him. I've never been closer to Jalen Hurts in my life, Jeff Mosher. It was a dog uh-huh. and play. That's not true. I But on, on the practice field, I've never been closer. They were like, oh, be sure to get all the video you want. And he was throwing the football, and he's throwing the football, and he looked fine. Now I got a question they, about that. I have a question, John. Did you were you able to see the football? Because I know there are times when quarterbacks are are warming up on shoulder injuries that they'll use a smaller football to test, and not the actual uh, larger size football. So I w- I'm curious if you were able to tell if it was the same normal, you know, NFL yeah, football. Yeah, it was, it, it was the okay. same football because he was going through individuals with first with Gardner. They were doing the as I said, the dog and pony show. Right. Oftentimes okay. they would use the same football. But um, it, 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 then when they broke off to do their ball security drills, which is if anybody has seen the Eagles do ball security, it's great because Jamal Singleton is there and he's like a heavyweight boxer and he's got the boxing gloves mm-hmm. on and he's punching these guys. I, I don't know how Jamal Singleton lasts 18 weeks doing this. His hands must be <laughs> destroyed. But they have other coaches with boxing gloves on sticks. They're poking the balls out. You know, Shane Steichen, a lot of the coaches have the the pads, the offensive line pads. They're whacking them. So they go through this gauntlet of all these coaches doing this to them. 
and Jalen didn't do it. And that was the first indication. Boom. He's not cleared for contact. And I joke, right. if you can't take Shane Steichen hitting you with a pad, well, Demario Davis, you ain't taking right. a hit from. So right. to me, it wasn't about the throwing. It was about the cleared for contact. And I think that's the final step. And I think we'll know this Thursday because if Jalen isn't in that ball security drill, now they might mm-hmm. kick us out before then to, to play the game. But if they kick us out before, we'll still know. Speculate. Right. We, right. We usually get to see it. Yeah. And if he's not in that drill, he's not playing. So I give you all that background to say, how panicked would you be if the Eagles got to go with Gardner Minshew again with the number one seed on the line? Well, uh, yeah, it's obviously not ideal. He did not play his best game against New Orleans. I think that the coaches would probably go about it a little differently as far as how they designed the offense against the Giants. I mean, it, it sort of – I felt like the offense they tried to run against New Orleans was like, oh, just take Jalen and put Gardner in and and try to do some of the similar things, but they're not the same quarterbacks. Uh, so, I, and, and, you know, are the Giants playing all starters? Are they playing Thibodeau? Are they playing Dexter Lawrence? I think that's a big question. I, I think, I think right now it looks really easy to say like, oh man, this team is just going off the rails. But, you know, we felt that about the 2017 team as well. And then when the playoffs came, they were able to sort of kick it back in full gear. And then this team should have its, its franchise quarterback once the playoffs start. Now, Lose that game, though, John, to your point, and all of a sudden you're staring at the fifth seed and going back to Tampa. and I, that All those scenarios are sort of hard to even fathom after you win 13 of your first 14 games and you look far and above better than anybody in the NFC. I will say I think these injuries, especially the one to Lane Johnson and Avante Maddox, clearly take this team down a notch, even when they get Jalen Hurts back, even if he plays on Sunday and they win and they look dominant. Clearly – the playing field has been leveled a little bit because of those two injuries. Um, and, and Lane Johnson, I know, is going to play, but I have some serious skepticism about how effective he'll be and his ability to finish a game knowing what he, the type of injury that, he, that he's going to try to play through. If you want to compare this team to the 2017 Super Bowl team, you can. There are some comparison uh, highlights. Yeah, but that would just be one example. I mean, the 2009 team had won six in a row and looked great. Then they went to Dallas. We had some injuries on the offensive line, got their asses kicked, then went back to Dallas in the first round of the playoffs, got their asses kicked, and that was the end of the McNabb era. <laughs> so I, I don't normally yeah. like to cherry pick one yeah. instance and say, well, this is like that. But my point on that, Jody, was that this 53 roster, even with the it's still pretty good. And when right. you put Jalen Hurts in there, it's still uh even it's it's still one if not the best in the NFC. So they shouldn't have too much of a a lull or a lag despite these this losing streak they're on. That's very fair, but I will say, yeah, I want to be the number one seed. Uh, that, 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 the impact of not winning the game and Dallas winning the game and falling from number one to number five is gigantic in my estimation. Huge. That's massive. A massively dis- different undertaking you have to to get your ultimate goal, which is to make it to a Super Bowl. And yeah, we got there. 13-1. People were dreaming and dreaming the Super Bowl. It wasn't, hey, we could be competitive. No, they want to go to the bowl. So yes, right. the magnitude of this game is off the charts. Uh, therefore, you did such a good job of playing Roger Goodell for us. I'm going to ask you to play Brian Dable, head coach of the New York Giants. Who nice. Has- 
where I was going. You stole my question, but go ahead. Uh, Smart minds think alike, you and me, Johnny Mac. Um, He's playing his cards close to the vest, as we expected him to. At some point, he has to reveal what he's going to do. How would he be best advised if he doesn't have a strong feeling of, no, I'm the coach of this damn football team. Here's what we're going to do. He might go that route, but chances are it will be a cumulative decision. How do you think it shakes out for the Giants come Sunday? It's really funny because if you listen to his press conference about five minutes after the game on Sunday, I mean, he's you could tell he's still got the adrenaline yeah. coursing through his yeah. veins. He's happy about the win, and I think he was asked about it. Oh, it's not my nature to, to do anything other than compete. Go out there, compete, kick their butts. Yeah, yeah. And then, like, the next day, you know, after they, you know, they probably were feeling themselves a little bit Sunday night. Then he probably had a conversation with the owner and the GM the next morning. And in his press conference the next day, he's like, well, we're going to do what's best for the team, obviously. And uh, so the tone was a lot more more subdued. The, the no, next as a matter day. of fact, most let, let me interrupt and add to this because it's almost Ron Rivera like he said he hadn't uh, given it thought. He said, no, I yeah. really haven't thought about it. I was no. in the moment. He went down to Ron Rivera. What do you mean we're out of the playoffs? That he's so focused on the in-hand task of winning that one individual game this past week. Right. He hadn't given it any thought, which we all yeah, think is BS. But well, that was the way he went. Well, the funny thing about the Giants, and it's not funny for them, is that they're playing so many backups anyway. I mean, their entire receiver core, a lot of their offensive line, half their secondary, that I'm not sure the quote-unquote playing your backups is going to be all that much of a difference other than like Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. Yeah, so, and, and those guys played the last time the Eagles played them, and it wasn't good for them. So, uh, again, like play uh, whether or not the Giants play their starters as it goes to the Eagles should be irrelevant. They're a way better team, and they should be able to beat them even if Gardner Minshew is starting a quarterback, but if they turn the ball over four times, if they are, you know, if they, if they do what they've done the last few weeks, which is really sort of at times shoot themselves in the foot, then I guess they could lose to anyone, even backups. Yeah. You know, I, I brought up 2018, the year after the Super Bowl, and Chicago uh, was mm-hmm. in this position where they could sort of toggle um, uh, playing Minnesota or the Eagles and look, they had drummed. They were clearly, uh, 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 you know, styles make bites. They would have beat the Vikings like a drum. That was uh, Eric Wilson. You know, people remember him from the Eagles. He was their starting linebacker. They ran the football well. And they mm-hmm. went week 18 or week 17 then. Um, and they just beat the Vikings again. And they got the Eagles. And that was the <laughs> double doink game. Now, they had a chance to win. Um, and if it wasn't for Trayvon Hester's fingernail, they would have won. But, you know, they probably beat Minnesota by two touchdowns. That was a really good Bears team. They won 13 games, I think. That was a really good team. And they made a poor decision. Where are you on this sort of new age thinking? The old school way is you go out there, you play, you compete, you win the game. Yeah. There's a new school, Jeff, that says, look, we have we have an easier path here than there. Why not take the easier path? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if there's a right or a wrong answer on that. I mean, the Eagles clearly rested their starters at the end of last year for health reasons, you know, in the in the, the season finale. Um, they took a big loss to Dallas in doing so, shook it off. But, you know, did that really – that may have helped them stay healthy, but did it make a difference when they played a team that was vastly superior to them? No, it did not. They looked 
awful against the Bucks in the first round. So their healthy players wound up looking awful is, is what they got out of sitting that. Now, had they played Dallas, um, would they have fared better against Tampa? No. Have they? I think no matter what happen, would have happened in that season finale, they were playing a team that was clearly superior to them. So that's why I'm not sure if there's a right or wrong answer. Now, the Giants are locked into the sixth seed, as, yeah. as I understand it. There's yeah. no way they can improve their situation, right. there's no, no way they can make it worse. So really all they would have to worry about is injuries. If I'm Brian Dable and I'm being honest with myself, I know I'm not coaching a great team. I know I'm not coaching a team that's going to go very far in the playoffs. Um, and I'm still in an evaluation mode for a lot of my players, including my quarterback, my running back, my offensive line. So I wouldn't blame him if he played his starters on Sunday to try to – play against a division opponent. I wouldn't blame him if he didn't. Whatever the case is, I would fully expect them to lose their 6-3 matchup against either the, I guess it could possibly be the Vikings, it could possibly be the Cowboys, uh, not the Cowboys. Uh, well, yeah. Cowboys well, let me add Let so. me add one more thing into that, Moe, and try to change mm-hmm. your mind. The Giants got beat like a drum by the Eagles the first time. I mean, they got yeah. destroyed. Mm-hmm. Do you risk losing confidence if you get destroyed again, even if you're playing, you know, the majority of your second teamers? You don't want to get that. Yeah, I mean, that 48, 22, that goes, whatever it was, taste out of your mouth. That that goes back to me talking about, you know, the Eagles last year. Did they lose confidence because they got destroyed by Dallas in the season finale? Or were they just not even deserving to be on the same field last year as the Buccaneers in the playoffs? I think. B over A. I mean, I, you know, like I said, there's no right or wrong answer. I'm sure that there are, are different ways to look at it. But, you know, I, I fully expect that no matter what the Giants do in the season finale, they're not going to be the better team when the wild card round begins. And whether they play the Cowboys, whether they play the Niners, whether they play the Vikings, you know, they're, they're going to be underdogs for a reason. Jeff, I uh, asked us a Mike Gill in our first hour. I want your take on it as well. Does Jalen Hurts need to take this team by the scruff of the neck and reestablish the fact that this is my team, folks? Yeah, I've sat for two weeks. We got beat both weeks. I'm back now. We better get it together. This is your guy, your leader telling you we need to win this game this week because if we're looking at a Super Bowl opportunity and window, we need this game to have it. Does he need to reestablish himself all as all at all as the leader of this team, or is it a foregone conclusion? I think he's definitely the leader of the team. I don't think he needs to say anything. It's not his style. It would be out of character if he sort of tried to make some kind of long-term statement about a one-season one finale game. That would be antithetical to what he says all the time about rents due every single day. You can't look past the moment. you got to stay – focused and so I think all he has to do Jody is go back to being the quarterback and play at a fairly high level at the level he played most of the year all all the year at and that that inspired that's enough I think to make the team realize it's back to what it was uh inside the birds inside the birds.com uh podcast with Adam Kaplan uh tremendous listen to Jeff there at Jeff Mosher NFL follow him on Twitter We've been looking ahead. I want to look back for one second because I want to get your opinion on this, Jeff. It's the last one from me. Uh, the pick six. Um, it was 
in my opinion, was 95% at least Gardner Minshew's fault. But uh, a lot of fans, at least some fans, uh, said, A.J. Brown's got to run a harder route. At least if he runs a harder route, yeah, maybe he can break up the football. Um, I, I went through a lot of that when I was covering Randy Moss. I think people don't understand. A.J. called it a, a LOG, love of the game routes at that point. You got to kill it and go to the other side. And a lot of people don't realize the ball's not designed to you. You know, you're not going a million percent every time, mm-hmm. especially when you're doing so much as a great receiver does. Does AJ deserve more blame? Or does he deserve blame for throwing Gardner a little bit under the bus by pointing out, look, this is an awful play by the quarterback? <laughs> Should you at least be a little bit more nuanced? Uh, he could have been. He could have been more nuanced. But, I, you know, I don't – Gardner doesn't seem like the type who's going to take that personally. Um, and and what he was saying it was more explanatory, I thought, than, say, rolling the bus over. Like, you know, we had been in this formation before and seen a similar coverage, and I was trying to get his attention. So um, – and, and, and on that play, I mean, when you're talking about a wide receiver's momentum going up the field where – the cornerback's momentum is completely, you know, you get the ball and you're already that close to the end zone and your momentum's taking you there. I mean, you talk about superhuman. That would have been pretty difficult for A.J. Brown to make that play, knowing that he's going one way, the corner's going the other way. Sort of reminded me of Tracy Porter, right, for the Colts in the Super Bowl. Just bang, stepped in front and, and, and off to the races. Um, but, you know, I, you know, to me, it's it's if it's not 100%, then it's 95% or more on Gardner Minshew. He just shouldn't have thrown that pass. He should have known. All right, Moshe, we've seen your acting chops as both Roger Goodell and Brian Dable today. Now oh, I great. need you to be the Swami for me and look into your crystal ball. The Eagles will either win Sunday or they will lose Sunday. If the Eagles win, the main reason will be what? If the Eagles come up short and they're the five seed, what will we be be moaning most on Birds 365 and you on the Inside the Birds podcast? What will be the main reason why we're talking about a 13 and four squad who's going to have to do road work in the postseason rather than a team that gets to sit home and host everybody for a Super Bowl run? Well, first of all, in your scenario, if the Schwam, if I can borrow a Chris Bermanism and be the Schwams here, yes. you left out the idea of a tie, Jody Mack. You said oh, the Eagles were either God win or win. lose. All right? Come on. This is the NFL. You can tie in the NFL. And, boy, would that just throw everything out of whack. I think that would be the Giants' second tie of the year. Uh, but, no, if Correct. they lose the game, to me, the the people well, everybody will they could lose like three nothing, and somehow it'll be Jonathan Gannon's fault. But oh. uh, in general, my estimation, <laughs> good one. My estimation would be that it would be because they turned the ball over. Uh, that's really us- when the Eagles have lost this year. The turnovers have yeah. been killer. Four in, in the first two losses, and then obviously the pick six in the last game. I I don't think they're going to be as offensively inept against this Giants team as they were. Against the Saints, I could be wrong, but I don't think they will. But if they don't protect the ball, uh, that's the only way I think the Giants can hang with them. Key is the turnover. Can't have it understood, and I think it will be cut down 
with Jalen Hurts. Don't only cut out, but it will be cut down if Jalen Hurts is the quarterback. And you guys will find out about it sometime this week. Catch it on his podcast, uh, Inside the Birds. Uh, he's on 97.5 on uh, Mondays. I caught him in the car a little bit for a couple minutes last night. Uh, always good oh, when uh, our, our buddy Jeff Mosher jumps in with us here on Birds 365. Mosher, enjoy the game, Sonny. We'll get you back on when the playoffs roll around. All right. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good one. Our pleasure. Nice, uh, Jeff. The, the only thing wrong with Jeff Mosher, Jeff Mosher is he spells Jeff with a G. If not, he'd be another JM. Yeah. So we've got JMs everywhere. We should have him, too. Got to ruin. Got to ruin the continuity. Come on, Jeff. And I asked him to be a coach. I asked him to be a commissioner. I should ask yeah. them to be a GM, general manager, because those are already his initials. But yeah. sorry, he had to play other roles for us today. By the Brody. way, real quick, before we go to break, the Bills will be holding meetings and a walkthrough today. So you, even they're getting a little bit back to business. Um, and that's direct from the Buffalo Bills. And if that's the case, then, uh, and again, I don't want to be the guy who dictates terms for anybody else. This is a very difficult situation, and people handle things the way they want to handle things. But... <laughs> Uh, there is a a group think and mentality to this. If the Bills can come back together as an organization and put aside their worries, their fears, uh, their, their, their thought process to prep for a game this week, then there's no reason any other team in the National Football League can't do the same. Just my opinion. Uh, that's what we're here for, to give us your, uh, for us to give you our opinions on Birds 365. Let's see if we get one more opinion out of McMullen. John McMullen, Jody McDonald, wrapping to get it up. fired after the break. Yeah, <laughs> get him fired. Get him canceled. That's my job is to try and bury my butt. No, we'll come back and uh, uh, put a bow on the show here on Birds 365. Go for the beers. Go for the cheers. Go for the hit and the hits. Go for the scene. Go for the screens. Go for the gallery. Go for the win. Go to Ocean. At Pond Lee Hockey, we've recovered billions of dollars for our clients, and we're confident we can do the same for you. With over 250 years of combined courtroom experience, we've helped over 100,000 injured clients obtain some of the largest settlements in Pennsylvania. One conversation is all it takes to help you and your family get back on track. If you've been injured in an accident, give Pond Lee Hockey a call. Number one, Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown is rolling back prices for a December to remember. For a limited time, you can own, not lease, brand new 2023 Jeep Wranglers for only $39.95 or $339 per month. New Rams starting at only $39.95 or new Ram 1500 Bighorn Crew Cabs $189 per month. Zero down can deliver. Get the price you want, the selection you need, and the VIP treatment you deserve. Jeff D'Ambrosio, Destination Downingtown, big finish sales event.
all know that taxes are just part of life. It's true during our working years, but also in retirement. But what you might not know is up to 85% of your Social Security benefits might be taxed. Our team at Thrive Financial has helped retire thousands of people across the Delaware Valley by asking questions they never knew they needed to ask, including how their Social Security benefits might be taxed. It's time to be proactive on taxes. Get your Thrive Retirement Tax Playbook today. With Seth Joyner. I knew that they had a running game. Derek Gunn. He has put in the effort. Devin Caney. Had we not won the Super Bowl, what would we be saying? And Mike Missanelli. Well, you know how Philly is. Post game, now streaming on the 6ABC family of apps. Running out of time on this episode of Birds 365. We'll have that much more for you tomorrow because some things are going to happen around the NFL today and specifically in Eagle Land. Uh, walk through Wednesday. John will be able to ferret out whatever information and or uh, specific drills Eagle players who may or may not be injured go through. And while I trust John's reporting implicitly, I feel almost the need to go to the source, which would be Bet Parks, DraftKings, FanDuel, or who's going to actually play this week. Because John and I both have been surprised on how some of the betting markets seem to be getting information at the same time, if not ahead of certain other um, outlets that dispense with information and opinion. The line opened up at 13 and a half. It's ticked up to 14. Do we read into this that Jalen Hurts is playing no. this week, John? That the that Brian Dable, despite uh, throwing up the feigning of "I haven't even thought about it yet," whether I'm going to protect guys, are we believing that it's a lesser giant squad that's coming down the turnpike to take on the Eagles? Yep, uh, I don't see any way um, that the Giants, you know, again different this year i think people don't understand it's not preseason everybody says preseason by me you know of 90 players you can work with you only have the the 47 players but you can use the players you normally have been active on game days you can bring up those two practice squad elevations certain guys have to play uh but daniel jones saquon barkley Tavon thibodeau dexter lawrence they might you know they might play a a a a a series or two uh, and then get them out. There's no need for the New York Giants to play this game other than I shouldn't say no need because football play, Brian Dayball's competitive. I think mm-hmm. if we're up to Brian Dayball, I think he'd play the game and he'd play to win. And I don't want to get embarrassed by the Eagles again, but I think it's an organizational decision. I think it's a change in a lot of ways in sports. I, I think this is a new age a new way of thinking at things. And look, they're going to match up with Minnesota more likely than not. Minnesota is going to be starting a center who was unemployed yesterday. They, they assigned him. They lost their, their top two centers. They lost their pro bowl 
level right tackle. Uh, they're a mess. And I think the Giants know they're parachuting into a really good situation if they can get there healthy. If so we will be healthy. monitoring uh, both north of the turnpike and the south of the turnpike uh, who is getting out there onto the practice field for the teams. So maybe we've got a grasp as to what's going to go down Sunday. Uh, we're not to Sunday yet. Shoot, we're not even to Wednesday yet. we got to do that tomorrow. Johnny Mack, I'm looking forward to talking to you again uh, tomorrow on a Wednesday edition of Birds 365. You win? Today's Wednesday. Tomorrow's Thursday. Oh, I Thursday. Think. I don't even know what day it is. But, no, uh, you are yeah. correct. That's because we skipped Monday. I'm, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm today. with you. I never know what day it is, Johnny. <laughs> I try and stay on top of it, but I'm I'm lost. Uh, what can I tell you? All right, uh, J Mac, uh, you and me, good tomorrow. We're uh, back at this again. You're uh, Let's ready do to it. rock and roll. Let's do it after Wednesday walk. Then we'll get to see, but it won't be till after Birds 365. We'll get to see something on Thursday. Oh, and uh, you'll John will get the if they give him go in and get as much video of Jalen as you can get, then he'll learn something as well and share with us here on Birds 365 tomorrow. So Mac and Mac back in two and two. You've been listening to Birds 365, the destination for the passionate Eagles football fan who bleeds green. If it's Eagles football, we're talking about it. Debate inside the locker room and guests that are some of the greatest football minds from around the region. We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had a blast. Make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hook up with us on social media at Jacob Sports. See you next time on Birds 365. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save